This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good morning and welcome. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is great to have you along. Thanks for joining us today. And we've got a very, very jam-packed show. So much stuff planned for today. I don't see how we'll ever get to it all. For starters, we have Ask a Lawyer. Attorney Justin Underwood is going to be joining us today. So if you got any questions you'd like to run by an attorney, uh, he's here to take your calls. It's uh, You know, you shouldn't consider it the same as an actual consultation with an attorney, but if there if there's a question you have and you'd like to get pointed maybe in the right direction, that's what this is really good for. Uh, so Justin Underwood's going to be in in a couple of hours. We'll have Ask a Lawyer coming up in the uh, 7 o'clock Mountain Hour, 8 o'clock Central Time Hour. That's on the way. All right, we're going to have the Rock News coming up in just a few minutes. We'll have that on the way. We've got Today in Sound Clips. I've got the uh, the news bloopers from the month of July. Funniest news bloopers, and they're, they're not all... Oh, somebody's doing the weather report from home, and their, and their kid keeps walking. I mean, most of them are, but not all of them. Also, last week, Anthony Fauci suggested that if we really, really want to play it safe, we, we'd be wearing goggles everywhere we went, in addition to face masks. So the first nationwide survey on that came out and asked people it, if you were going to go into a place and it said, hey, you got to be wearing a mask and goggles to come in here, would you, uh, would you still go? So uh, we'll find out what the country said about that coming up a little bit later this morning. And uh, an arrest has been made in that big Twitter hack. They finally found the evil mastermind that hacked a bunch of celebrities' uh, Twitter. And I guess the person behind it got people to send him a lot of e-money or bit money or whatever. Bitcoin. Bitcoin. All right, there you go. Thank you, Lisa. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at what's uh, coming up in each of our departments. Everybody's been hard at work. While you've been asleep, uh, getting stuff ready. So let's start with news. And Lisa, what do you have coming up in the top of news today? Did you know there's a new Twilight book out today? No. Oh, well, I just thought you should know that. Uh, Is it the one that's (laughs) like from the perspective of Edward? So Uh, we get to see a 120-year-old man creeping on a high school girl? (laughs) Well, this seems like a weird time, but I, uh, I, yeah, it's the readers are experiencing the story from the other side. It's the newest Twilight book called Midnight Sun that is yeah. supposed to be coming out today. Well, I'd heard uh, about it uh, a few months ago when they said it was going to be coming out, so uh, that's today, huh? Yeah, that's that's the fifth book in the series. Uh, they had been talking about it for a while, and she said, I know people that were waiting and I owed it to them. That's according to the author of the book. Uh, but yeah, the this is the retelling of the original Twilight novels from Edward Cullen's perspective. Uh, I wonder why other authors 
like nobody ever uh, came upon that idea before. Like why Mark Twain didn't write uh, Tom Sawyer from Becky Thatcher's point of view. <laughs> yeah, re- just retell it and get that extra money. I mean, uh, no, give it to what the listeners want. You know what? I've got. I've decided what I'm going to do because if an author's no longer alive, mm-hmm. I could. I could totally do this. You fan know, like how somebody, it. yeah, fan fiction it, get it published, like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm going to write Catcher in the Rye from Holden Caulfield's sister Phoebe's point of view. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See if that, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yeah. And just imagine this, this is probably going to do so well, and it's really embarrassing. <laughs> just the fact of how well this book yeah. is probably uh, going to do. You're right. People um, are in lockdown, man. Exactly. Well, how long do we have to wait until we get Harry Potter from Voldemort's uh, Right? I want to <laughs> be sympathetic to Voldemort. I want to feel bad for him at the end. Now nah, you want Neville Longbottom's point of view. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I really want, though? And I, I never thought I'd say I want to read this again, but the Bible from Satan's perspective, <laughs> I think would be a really good one. There you <laughs> I go. I mean, that would probably be a real page turner. Am I right? <laughs> You're like, I, you know what? Team Lucifer all the way. <laughs> Brandon Coates has morning show sports coming up later. So, Brandon, what do you have uh, on the way for us as far as sports goes? The Field of Dreams game has been canceled. Is it, do they have a game at the actual cornfield where There's that movie the was? Ballpark that was oh. built just adjacent to where they filmed oh, Field of Dreams. And the White Sox and the Cardinals were supposed to play there. But remember, the Cardinals have a whole bunch of positive COVID-19 tests. Mm-hmm. So they've canceled that game. And that wasn't supposed to happen, I believe, until next week uh, or in the near future. And then they have also canceled the Cardinals series against the Detroit Tigers this week because the Cardinals have too many positive tests. So I think I've I've heard that ever since that Field of Dreams, ever since the movie came out, uh, based on the Ray Kinsella novel, they've kept it up. Like, that field is still there, and you're saying they've expanded on it and built an actual stadium? There's, a, there's like a ballpark near there. Oh, wouldn't it be fun to see the major leaguers play on the actual field? It's like... Only it, if they walk out of the... The, the corn? The corn, yeah. yeah. Also, if it's a home run, it's back, back, back. It's almost to the corn. <laughs> and then they can run out into the corn and make the catch. That would be kind of fun. Joanna, how oh, and um, this came down during the show yesterday, so we, did, we didn't talk about it till the end of the show, but it looks like The Rock is buying the XFL mm-hmm. for pretty much a song, like $15 million. Well, and there's a reason he got it for so cheap. Yeah. Um, well, you might need to recap that. No, well, I'm covering it. Oh, it's okay. it's going to be in sports. All right, so that'll be coming up also. Joanna Barba keeps her finger on the pulse of Hollywood and the entertainment world. So what do we have coming up in Hollywood news later? Oh, Buzz, major shakeup on The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette is going to be replaced. Uh, the original Bachelorette is Claire Crawley. Well, not you mean the original for, ba- for the season. For this season, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, she was the oldest bachelorette in series history, and now she will be replaced by Tasha Adams. Wait, I what? heard why they replaced her. Are you ready? What did you hear? I fell in love. She fell in love with one of the contestants and said, I don't need to go any further. I've found the love of my life, so. And the I'm show's gonna- like, that's not how this works, lady. Right? You think that's what they do. Or they might even have a clause that's like, look. It's like when Buzz ruins a tease. 
Yeah. And we're like, dude, you just ruined the story. She's like, yeah, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go through the whole rigmarole of the thing. Let's just do this now. And they're like, no, 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 no. Well, this is weird because oh, so remember this is where they had started filming and then the the pandemic happened, so they ended up recasting all of the thir- what is it thirty six, thirty seven? I don't know. I've never actually watched the show, but uh, of all the guys, and they've been quarantining in a resort in Southern California together. So they've already started filming this season. So what are, are they going to recast all the guys again? No, according to this, it's going to be the same guys that were with Crawley. Can you imagine She's just coming in and taking over? Oh, that's so weird. Can you imagine if you're one of the guys, you're like, I, I actually liked this one, but never mind. I don't think that was going to happen. Yeah, I know. Go All to right. El Paso. We'll have that. Oh, is there an El Paso guy? Yeah. That's one of the bachelors? Yeah. he. I forgot his name, but I wrote about it. It's on our website. <laughs> All right. You could go check out our website. Uh, speaking of which, my, uh, my funniest uh, news bloopers of July are up there. What else? Anybody else post something you want to draw special attention to? Uh, yeah, I do. I have a post called Buzz. Please read this. It is your construction update <laughs> on how to get to mm. work. Yeah, yeah, I've been going. I've been going. All right. Well, this is a little specific to my side of town, but I got to get off on Paisano <laughs> and take it way uh, out of my way. Why are you and taking go, Paisano? Exactly. The freeway's open. The, the uh, turnpike. The toll road. Yeah. Um, it my experience with that toll road is you get on there and you end up, before you know it, you're like behind downtown. No. <laughs> like no. no, there's a big old You're sign. flying over Juarez. There's no. a giant sign that says exit for executive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well I guess I'll try go that. Go read the it's post. The, yeah, it's to the point now it takes me like five minutes to get to work. <laughs> it's really convenient. There's two actual different ways you could get to work. So, so my okay. favorite is yesterday, Lisa going, hey, how'd you get to work? I went through the whole line. No, Buzz goes, I drove my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't clear on what she was asking. <laughs> well, I mean, technically you answered her question. I know, he's like. just the specifics of the question, you he know? He was right. I will give him that for sure. <laughs> I drove my car. That We should really let people know, because this would be something people might be interested in doing. The way they built this uh, road uh-huh. that just opened uh, a couple of months ago is if if you take it going eastbound, you're you're really like over Mexico, mm-hmm. like it flies over Mexico yeah. on one mm-hmm. of the, those high. Well, you're still over the United States. But... Yeah, but you're so close. I mean, you're just on the other side of the wall, but technically, your passenger could spit out the window, and definitely it would land on the other like side. Like if you of the wanted Rio to Grand. throw out something, <laughs> we don't yeah. recommend that. It will no. land in Mexico. Possibly. Depends on Not your that arm. I'm saying you should do it. Mm. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. So I wanted to mention that our podcasts are all up and running. The Morning Show podcast every day. So get your podcast. Um, make sure you subscribe, and you'll get the Morning Show podcast every weekday. Then we've got Rockstar 101. We've got new episodes of Rockstar 101. New one dropped this morning. Uh, so so tell us about. Um, let's just. 
to somebody who's never heard of the Rockstar 101 podcast, what is it all about? Uh, it's myself and Shim Moore. He's the former uh, lead singer, Sick Puppies. And we talk about things from the uh, musician, rock star perspective, from his, his side, my side of things coming from, you know, kind of like the radio perspective. And the episode that just dropped this morning, um, have you, you've heard of Twitch, correct? Oh, yeah, I know what Twitch, I mean, I don't know what it is, but I've heard of it, sure. So it's, it's, <laughs> so it's live streaming, and um, it, he has a Twitch channel that he writes songs with, so you can actually go write songs with him um, when he is streaming live. It's the Hollywood Rebellion is uh, his Twitch handle, so it's twitch.tv slash thehollywoodrebellion. And then they have these things on Twitch that are called raids. So oh, this, we got raided last week. Okay, not like that. Oh. So what this does on Twitch is if we were on Twitch, when we wrapped up the show, we would send our audience to another person's live stream. Like we click the button and so their player automatically switches over to this other person's live stream rather than them having to go to it. And Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park about a week ago. He has it set up so that if he has specific listeners, if you earn points and then you cash in those points to go raid somebody else's stream. So when Mike Shinoda wraps up his Twitch stream, his whole audience will then go over to this other person's live broadcast. And it was going to happen to Shim. But through a mix-up, it didn't quite work out that way. Mm. And so Shim ended up doing it, though. And so he got... I mean, Mike Shinoda's got two to 3,000 people watching at any one time. So when he wraps up his live stream, they jumped over to Shim's live stream. So he talks about that experience. Um, and Shim has this really weird thing with not liking the tooth fairy. So we talk about that in Rockstar 101 as well, which you can find mm. anywhere you get your podcasts. And Joanna and Emily do the What the Buzz podcast. What is that, a weekly? It's uh, every two weeks. Every two, Okay. We'll have a new one this week coming up, sponsored by Coffee House of Hell. Yeah. All right. Uh, find those podcasts, all of them, at the regular places you get your podcast. Joanne, I know you love the TikTok. I do love the TikTok. Did you follow what was going on yesterday? What was going on yesterday? Well, the president uh, is is seriously threatening to pull the plug on TikTok in the United States because... All of their information goes to the communist Chinese government. Uh-huh. There's a theory going around that says that the real reason... I don't I don't subscribe to this theory, by the way, but it's out there. The real reason Trump hates TikTok is because, you remember, it was TikTokers who were fans of K-pop that oh, kind right. of screwed K-pop up his rally. Fans. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, the coronavirus that killed Herman Cain really screwed up Trump's rally, but they had kind of like RSVP'd to go to the Trump rally, and they right. were able to do it in such a coordinated way that... And that's how Trump was like, oh, we've got millions of people already signed up to go to my rally. Yeah, and it was not, <laughs> uh, it was not completely full... And the theory states that that's what he's pissed off about is that these K-pop fans use TikTok, but... They think somebody in a meeting just said, Mr. President, it was TikTok? And he's like, ban it! Well, it was reported in the news, right? <laughs> yeah, we had that was. story that it was the, it was these TikTokers that uh, did a, a coordinated uh, strike to gobble up all the tickets for the <laughs> Trump rally. <laughs> 
So that sounds convincing at first, but I'm pretty sure it has a lot more to do with, yeah, the Chinese communist government knows who your, you know, what your contacts are, what sites you, if they wanted to, to, now why they would be interested in why most people are, or what they're doing remains unanswered, but, you know, there's a lot of, there's a, you know what, the same kind of data that American companies can get yeah. whenever you use one of theirs. So there's talk about, I think it was Microsoft or uh, yes, Microsoft. Microsoft taking over or buying TikTok, and that way it could continue. But then the president uh, was talking yesterday about, oh, we'd need money from TikTok. I mean, usually when you buy something, you pay them money. But the president was saying that TikTok would have to pay the U.S. money for uh-huh. taking on their uh, product. So that's kind of where that stands right now. But that is a situation that is constantly in flux, it looks like. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Got your random facts uh, standing by, but let's take a look at uh, television. Tonight there's a special on America's Got Talent, 15th anniversary special of America's Got Talent. That's tonight on NBC. Also on NBC, following that, the World of Dance semifinals. CBS has a special on John Lewis celebrating a hero. That's uh, CBS tonight. And ABC with primetime, What Would You Do? Do you, do you like those? Mm-hmm. When John Quinones goes out and uh, has people set up. Yeah, if I felt like I haven't cried in a while. I always feel like... I can tell that they're actors, you know what I mean? Because they're getting in an argument or whatever, and somebody's got to be a, a douche. And I feel like if I was there, I would be what looking would around for. Do? I'd be looking around for John Quinones. <laughs> <laughs> I think is what I'd be doing. Also, a couple of new shows on A and E series premiere of What It's Worth, hosted by Jeff Foxworthy, who takes hmm. a team of experts around the com- country to examine family heirlooms. And series premiere of Extreme Unboxing, also on A&E. A group of treasure hunters. What is Extreme Unboxing? Like like, like an unboxing video, but somebody's beating the crap out of you at the same time? (laughs) Um, I don't know. Let me read the description. A a group of treasure hunters buy a bunch of liquidated merchandise for pennies on the dollar and then figure out if whatever they bought is actually worth anything. Oh, so it's Storage Wars. Yeah, it's storage wars. It's basically Storage yep. Wars, except in a box. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Really running out of some uh, original content ideas, aren't they? There's <laughs> just too many avenues. There's yeah, too and many it, channels. It's like when they did, what was it, The Hot Wings? They made that into a show on True TV. I'm like, really? The Hot Wings podcast turned into a show? That's pretty interesting. Well, I, I got to tell you, it, it's, uh, it's on tonight, too. The game, the game show one on True TV, the True TV one, and it's they got to find something, man. It's that it's like Impractical Jokers and the occasional episode of uh, the Carbonara Effect. That's all they have on it's that. Mostly channel. Impractical wow. Jokers. It's though. like MTV. <laughs> the only thing they have on there is ridiculousness at this point. I haven't seen. I was wondering that the other day. I'm like, what are they going to have on Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> I'm telling you, mark my words. Go turn on MTV, and you it will, will it'll be, be ridiculousness. ridiculousness. Yep. Is that the one that's hosted by the skateboard guy? Uh, yeah. Rob Deerdick. And uh, Jackie West Coast. You know what? We can. Oh, Chanel West Coast. Chanel, whatever. Gosh, why is she still famous? <laughs> 
Like the she nice just sits way. there and laughs. Wait, are you sure They're she was funny. ever famous? She was his assistant. Oh. And that's how she got famous. All right, what show? What were we looking for? MTV? Ridiculousness. <gasps> I just sit back here and laugh. <laughs> You're the Chanel West Coast oh my God. of our show. Joe Anna. Oh, I don't even think I... Does Sling have MTV? Um, There's got to be a version of MTV on Sling, I believe. It just depends on which package you get. I have the orange and the blue. Well, I, uh, well Brian does. And look, then I got I, HBO, but I can't get HBO Max. So how great figure. is it? My friend Brian got mad at me, and he hasn't spoken to me in like three months, but I still have all of his Sling passwords. Nice. So I have all, <laughs> everything still... He was like, I was wondering who's writing Friends with Files. Sorry. You ready for three random facts? Yeah. All right, here goes. All right, uh, random facts. Completely at random, and I also like to get a second source, sometimes a third source, if something seems especially hard to swallow. So most of these pan out. Here we go with random fact number one. There are whales alive that have been alive since before Moby Dick was written in 1851. The reason we know that there are these almost 200-year-old whales. They found an old harpoon in them. They, uh, they're bowhead whales, and they find old broken-off pieces of harpoon, and they can date when those type of harpoons were used and they go back to the 1840s and before, so... Oh, yeah. my God. Random fact number two. The late actor Heath Ledger, who played the Joker, was a chess prodigy as a kid. When he was a child, he won the Western Australia Junior Chess Championship. He won it when he was 10 years old, so... Wow. Heath Ledger was a hotshot chess playing <laughs> kid at one point. And finally, random fact number three, the first entertainer to have their own website was Ooh. Rodney Dangerfield. Oh. The late comedian was the very first entertainer so that's not just comedian, actor, musician, anything. The first entertainer to have a website. He launched Rodney.com in 1995. Hmm. And I bet you guys would be interested, like if I went over and tried to log on to Rodney.com right now, what would happen? Let's try and find out. Maybe it's still the original website. Oh, there you go. Oh, cool. Yeah, it doesn't look Does like... Does talk about it, how he kind of lost it at the end and went full down the path of believing in aliens and everything like that? No, I didn't know that about him. I, I, I haven't looked through the entire website. Is that a thing that yeah, Rodney kind of lost? There's video of him, I believe, towards the end of his life where it's, it's these people who are just suckering him out of money, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it could have been like a dementia type of thing, right? I believe so. You know why those people felt so comfortable suckering him out of money? Why is that? Because he don't get no respect. <laughs> no respect at all. So, uh, yeah, random fact number three, Rodney Dangerfield, the first entertainer ever to have his own website. It goes back to 1995. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
All right, Lisa, you got details about that Twitter hack, and specifically they found out the uh, the person who was responsible for it. It is kind of funny because, well, they did solve who the mystery hacker was, who this genius was that was able to infiltrate the Twitters of various important people, including people like um, presidential candidate Joe Biden and uh, a lot more. And it turns out it was a 17-year-old. Yeah, that's not completely surprising, I guess. Right? That's what I thought, too. Uh, They say that uh, the group of hackers that... So it was a group? uh, He was, yes, the youngest one was 17 years old, Graham Ivan Clark. He was arrested in Tampa. They also have Nima Fazelli, who's 22 years old from Orlando, and Mason Shepard, who's 19 from the U.K., and oh. all of them together have now been charged. Um, they say they were able to scam more than $100,000 um, from Bitcoin from people that they were able to hack. Uh, but good for them or not good for them, I guess. For the hackers? I mean, I mean, 17 years old. How much do you want to feel like the government's going to be telling them, like, look, you can either go to jail or become a white hat hacker and work you, for us? Yeah, or you right. could work for us instead. Um, I feel like they're going to tip. Tell them something like that. Uh, yeah, they uh, were able to hack the accounts of President um, Obama, former President Barack Obama, Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos. And they were all sounds like just whoever they wanted to. It sounds like they just, you know, hacked uh, these names that came to mind as the most desirable to hack. And my understanding is once they had possession of it, they could tweet out and it would look like. Oh, blue check verified. That's definitely Elon Musk, or that's definitely Barack yeah, Obama. Yeah, they were able to tweet out, but they were also able to uh, look at different things, like, for instance, who's in their direct messages, anything that they had in there, if they had yeah. anything in there, too. Uh, but he was arrested on Friday. Um, had about 100 grand in Bitcoin. He's facing about 30 felony charges right now. Uh, but they did say they had, the Department of Justice also was able to um, get those other two, and they're list of charges hasn't been released yet so it looks like the 17 year old may have been the mastermind behind all of it and uh, Splash Mountain is getting an overhaul because and I didn't know this because I've never been on a Disney property before but I guess its whole theme was Song of the South it was. which has not uh, aged particularly well and they're turning it into a Princess and the Frog ride. Yeah. But that's not even what we're talking about today, right? No, it's not. It's making headlines, not because of the retheming, but because its boats were sinking and fully submerged in shallow water over uh, the weekend. Yeah. Uh, park owners who abandoned the sinking I feel float I've, I've tweeted. Been, I've been feeling like I'm on a sinking boat for a while <laughs> in 2020. Like That's almost a daily yeah. feeling I get. All it's right. a real good metaphor for what's happening in real life. So what happened? Uh, they don't. Well, the person who posted it on social media, her name is Skylar Ingersoll. Maybe it was just like a like a, a terminal uh, type of thing where Americans finally got so fat, it's just you're sinking the rides. <laughs> <laughs> they were made to to be able to hold a boatload, but uh, Americans have gotten so heavy. It's I don't know. It seems like it was just that ship. one log, though. Because is it a log one, ride? Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. Oh. So the log in front of them isn't sinking. It's just that one. That Remember a jungle boat? Uh, a jungle boat sank <laughs> late last year. Oh, it was December oh yeah. Last year, I think. 
That is true. Because we all thought that it might have been just like some sort of underground marketing campaign for the movie that was coming out with The Rock. That's all. Nope, it really happened. Yeah. Listen, that water smells disgusting. There's no way I would be okay. It really does. And so the the Twitter uh, user who uploaded the video of the boat sinking uh, was very upset because the cast member was telling, kept telling them, stay in the boat, stay in your log, don't move. And the set, they, they didn't listen. So the second that they actually all exited the log, it sunk. And she was very upset about it and would like to speak to the manager of Disney. Because uh, this turned out to be a Karen story. Because she all says along. that the cast member instead lectured her party about exiting the boat without permission. Uh, but the ride had to well, be shut look, down they and probably, drained. They probably have their procedures and they're probably right. getting so paid, what, nine a, bucks an hour? A lot of people were defending the cast members saying, no, they have very strict uh, rules. They have to tell you these things when something like this happens. You cannot just exit the boat when you feel like you should uh, because other things could happen if you don't listen to the cast member. A lot of people defended the cast member, but a lot of people were also saying... You're the one that decided to go to a theme park in the middle, in the middle of, of a pandemic. pandemic. Uh, right. So, uh, but the ride was shut down and drained after a technical problem. God, how many skeletons do you think they find in the bottom of that thing whenever they drink? I've been <laughs> on Splash Mountain when they've had to shut it down, and like it's right after that first drop, and then they're like, "Oh, everybody, look this way. Don't look to your right because that's where all the things are." But yeah, we uh, got stuck on Snow White. The last time that we were there. And as we we're walking out, they're like, please put your phones away. We don't want to ruin the magic. And I was like, no, I'm keeping this for me. Right. Of, of like the, the, the behind the, the scenes yeah, workings or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's what's called a Sweet. dark ride, which means that, you know, you're indoors and it's it's only certain areas are lit up. So oh, and the lights had to all come out? Yeah. When they turn on all the lights, you can see everything. Yeah, it doesn't look so cool, man. It happens. Every now and then the rides will shut down and you'll be on it. And then you'll get like a cool little tour behind the scenes. Uh, but she was more upset of the fact that the cast member told them, stay inside the log. And then the minute that they did get out, the boat sank. Let's. Uh, but doesn't it bring up the question of whether or not, like, if they didn't do that, would the boat have sank? I guess so. They would have <laughs> just been like, well, here we go. Like, do you think them getting out of the boat caused the sinking? Like, if they stayed in oh, it, do you think it would have stayed afloat? Maybe. Maybe yeah, they caught. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. I'm like, they would have gotten wet, but the boat would have stayed buoyant. But them getting out of the boat and all the, the movement of it, maybe that's what sank. It was just a it. defective boat, because I'm telling you, the log in front of them looks like it wasn't sinking at all. Oh my gosh. Hey, let's go with the uh, Mosho Calendar Daily Almanac of Events. There are a lot of really super famous people having birthdays today, and today is National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Yeah. Mm. Oh my God. Did you guys eat your cookies <gasps> yesterday? Yes. Yep. They didn't make it home, dude. They never do. No. I was like, oh. They usually you, don't make it a commercial break. I tried break. my darndest to make them home. I had a whole plan uh, where I was going to space them out and have one a day. Guys, what yeah. cookies are you talking about? <gasps> Lisa wasn't here. Oh, damn. No. Did somebody take Lisa's cookies? Oh, no. no. Georgina probably here. kept them. Yeah. We get we we have uh, one of our managers, one of our supervisors, Georgina, makes these cookies. They're chocolate chip cookies with cons at them. And I don't know how she makes them so tasty. They're, so nice it's like and moist. How she fits an entire stick of butter into each cookie <laughs> is beyond me, but they're so good. And yeah, they were gone before I ever left yesterday. Oh, Lisa wasn't here. Maybe she thought she wasn't here. Mm, maybe we can intercept 
her shipment. I was, I was like, didn't we? I was like, didn't we leave at the same time, Joanna? Yeah. Yeah, but you went she to when you, you, you went yeah. to get coffee. Oh. She came and gave, like gave us some. Today is also oh, Coast Guard I Day. You had some. <laughs> <laughs> Today is Social Security Day. And celebrities having birthdays. The the twin boys, Cole and Dylan Sprouse from the Sweet Life oh, show yeah. on Disney. And also from Riverdale. Cole plays Jughead on Riverdale. Are those the same? Those are twins, right? Yeah. yeah from, Aren't they uh, the same twins that were also... Um, Big Daddy. Yeah. And Ross's mm-hmm. kid. Right, yeah. Friends. They, that's right. So they are 28 today. Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex. Uh, married to Prince Harry is 39 today. And NASCAR, NASCAR Hall of Famer Jeff Gordon is having a birthday celebrating 49 today. Did Jeff Gordon retire or I think he is did. he's still active? I don't know. I got to look it up. I don't really follow NASCAR. Legendary uh, pitcher and steroid user Roger Clemens is 58. Yeah, today. he, uh, he uh, wrapped it up about five years ago. Jeff Gordon did, yeah. right? See that's a that's a, a you know maybe I'll put it in quoting marks that's a sport where I feel like people can really compete because I've I've been to a NASCAR event and like some of the guys come out and they're like twenty four and thin as a rail and then you got some guy who looks like he's like fifty five <laughs> with a big gut and he Tony comes Stewart. out <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Roger Clemens fifty eight today former President Barack Obama he is fifty nine. Actor Billy Bob Thornton is having a birthday, and he's 65, currently starring on an Amazon show called Goliath. And comedian Richard Belzer, not only comedian, but also stand-up comic, who played Detective Munch in a bunch of different shows, Law & Order, that, Homicide Live on the universe. Street. Yeah. He's kind of like the the... He's kind of the Kevin Bacon of TV shows. And uh, we we are now into, it might seem like it's really snuck up. It did to me anyway. It's already August. I think that it hit over the weekend. I, I haven't quite completely gotten that it's August, but it is. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Lisa, I... I feel like you talked about this yesterday. Like what? people planted those seeds that they were those mystery yeah. seeds they were getting in the mail, and they started finding out what they were. And well, no, what, they they didn't plant them. They found out what they were because you know the seed needs to germinate and then it needs to grow and sprout. What, you mean it doesn't just pop up? No, no. Oh so uh, well, but I thought they that little plant grew and one die. I thought <laughs> they had started getting them a few weeks ago, and and some people planted them and. Wasn't there a warning? It's like, hey, you don't know what these are. Don't plant them. Yeah, that they told them not to plant them yet. Uh, the Department of Agriculture has come forward and said that they looked at the seeds and they have found out some of what they are. Um, found them to be hibiscus, cabbage, lavender, rosemary. Uh, just, just a, it's a big mix of different types of seeds. But what they was do the s- purpose of, of sending them? Because the people didn't order the seeds; they just came it, with a shipment. It's no, and some of them didn't order anything. It's something with the company to uh, help with the reviews. Uh, it's something like uh, if they you have received an order so they can say, like they can make a false review giving their company good reviews. And what kind of companies were doing it? Uh, it was the basically out of uh, Asian countries, I believe. Like China was the most prominent, uh, but just, 
these companies were mailing them out and then they could put the posted reviews because technically they did receive something. I don't know how exactly it works, but okay. Yeah. But there was not like one of the things I heard is this could be some kind of like invasive species that's going to choke out, you know, it might be a a communist plot from China to to screw us up somehow, but they don't think that's what it is. Uh, No. Well, uh, it wasn't only in the United States. It was people around the world, actually, Mm -hmm. were receiving unwanted deliveries of seed. And now that I say that out loud, unwanted deliveries of seed, Mm -hmm. that's what Louis C.K. got in trouble for, right? Yeah. Okay. Hey. Hey. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That's why he got me tooed. Uh, Okay. So most people are wearing masks. Uh, most people are wearing them, especially if there's a store that says you, you got to wear them to come in. I guess you still got a few uh, cranks that want to cause a big ruckus about it. But face mask use in this country has not exactly gone smoothly. But at this point, most people are are doing them, whether they like it or not. Yeah. So now some of the experts are saying we need eye protection, too. In fact, Dr. Fauci himself last week said almost as an afterthought, he was talking about, you know, how important it is to wear masks. It's like, well, you know, technically, if we really wanted to get serious, everybody should be wearing goggles, too. But so far, I haven't seen anybody, you know, make you wear goggles. Um, But are people willing to do that, to put on a pair of goggles? Every time they go outside. Um, One of the things goggles has going for them is you would be wearing the goggles just to protect yourself, not to protect the other people. So I think a lot of people, and it's sad to say, heard, oh, the the mask isn't really to protect you. It's to protect us. And before they could even get the sentence done, it's like, nope, if it's not, not to protect you, not going to do it. Well, the goggles uh, would be to protect you from getting any germs. Do you in think your... they're like, we got to play this one differently? Tell them that it's to protect, to protect you. Them. Right. Don't appeal to yeah. their <laughs> sense of community or <laughs> care yep. for the fellow man. Make it completely mm-hmm. self-centered. See, but even then they don't care. So the goggle message might resonate better. Oh, if they do make this, I bet a lot of people have been Googling goggles. There have been a lot of goggle Google searches. I've been searches. searching for goggles. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the survey. According to a new survey, 55% of people said that they would be either somewhat or very willing to wear goggles along with their face mask. 36% said they would be very or somewhat unwilling uh, to wear a face mask. So that covers just about every, everybody. And according to the survey, because they also asked, you know, what's your, what's your party affiliation or which, which party do you align more with? And it really breaks down along party lines. So which party do you think was more likely to say, yeah, if they said we should do it, I, I would probably wear the goggles. The libertarian. <laughs> no. I was going to go with that one too. No, it's the Democrats. Oh. And it's it's not even close. 73% of Democrats said they would be willing to wear goggles versus 37% of Republicans. So once again, this entire thing seems to somehow be split uh, along party lines. 
if it was a if it was a deal where I was going to go into a store and there was a sign that said, "Hey, we require as a store our policy is you wear goggles." I think I would probably find another store. I wonder if it would also count those face shields because I've been seeing those more and more. Yeah. Would would it include that? Because mm-hmm. it's yeah, cov- it would, yeah, yeah, because it's covering your eyes. Yeah, but there's gaps. You know what I mean? But the I thought what Fauci was saying was the whole thing is, is you know these particles if they can get in through through your nose and your mouth they could definitely get in through your eyes as well and if they're airborne. well the face shields usually have uh, a cover something around the top and then they cover your eyes and then they do have openings but at the bottom and on the like it, so the openings are kind of facing downwards. Whereas if someone were to sneeze, I guess the thought is, is because you have the mask that'll cover your mouth and then that'll cover kind of the bottom area and then your eyes are covered by the face shield. So it's not a 100% foolproof, you know, area, but it gives you a lot more protection. I'm thinking maybe I'm going to get like uh, a replica astronaut helmet. That might yeah. be pretty cool. Or like one of those old fashioned Captain Nemo uh, scuba scuba <laughs> helmets, like a steampunk scuba <laughs> helmet. You should. I walk out every time I go out. I look like I'm about to do battle with the kraken. That'd be awesome. <laughs> this is the moment for people who have those. This is the time to wear them. All right, I'm going to tell you guys a what? thing. I'm not going to mention any I'm names, excited. but I was I, I had my plan all set for the weekend. I was going to go in. I was going to join. You were going to argue for five hours on Facebook. No, well, I did do that on Friday. <laughs> hopefully, Nailed it. I think I've learned my lesson. No, my plan was to go into this place that's not really... I mean, it has a gym, but it's more than just a gym. And I was going to sign okay. up. And it was, you know, it was going to be a little pricey, but I was going to do it to use their gym, mm-hmm. but also to use their steam. Because I love a good steam, man. Mm-hmm. You don't know how good you feel after getting a nice steam going. Okay. Like a, so it's not a spa, it's not a gym, but it has all those things. Okay. Okay. So I go, and it turns out the spa, or the steam and the, the hot sauna, or the dry sauna, are closed because of the pandemic. And actually, that's probably a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it also turned out their rule in the gym was you had to wear a mask the entire time you were in the gym. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but most other places, it's like, well, you don't have to wear the mask if you're working out, like if you're exerting yourself. This one was the mask is on the entire time. So I had uh-huh. gone fully oh, intending okay. to to bite the bullet and join this thing. And I was like, no, you know what? I know myself. I'm pro-mask. I'm I'm going to do whatever the experts recommend. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a science denier. But I also know myself well enough to know that if it's like, okay, you got to put on this mask before you go get on an elliptical mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do it. It's just going to be a waste of money. Okay. So what I decided was, all right, I'm not going to do it now. You went to eat instead. Yeah, so I went to eat. And <laughs> <laughs> I was just eating my emotions. So it was just like ice cream for breakfast at that point. <laughs> but, but what well, I, I decided was... Hey, when they loosen some of these restrictions, then I might really be interested to look at it again. But by that, that point, me... you might look like the Santa Claus, like Tim Allen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Does this look like a little weight to you? <laughs> well, so, the thing is, so is does that, that I make me anti-mask, to... or does it just make me realistic? Uh, no. It makes you realistic for your situation. Yeah, I was going to say, to do. for sure, you're realistic for your situation. Like, I... 
my gym, you have to wear a mask and it's no, like no argument. It's just, you wear a mask. That's it. What I've kind of found myself doing is trying out all the different, cause as Joanna's seen, I have like a gallon size Ziploc bag full of different masks that I bought and I just, I switch them out. So I'll try different masks to see what works, what doesn't work. And what I found actually is the single use uh, masks are, are the, the e- most comfortable. They're the easiest to work out in. Mm. Not the most comfortable, but the easiest because I'm actually able to breathe better in them. Some of the other cloth masks will, when I inhale, especially because you are breathing heavy when you work out, when I inhale, it sticks to my, my face and it makes it even more difficult to breathe. It's when you're working out, you need almost like a pocket. Uh, in in yeah. the mask. Right. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, uh, but because of the fact that I've been trying so many different masks, I'm able to figure out like, okay, this is the mask that'll work for me for working out. So now that I've figured it out and I know which one works, it's, I don't even, honestly, I barely notice that the mask is on when I'm working out. I just don't think I would, I would use, I, I don't think it would be a good investment right now because I don't think I would use that mask. Well, Okay. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, our friend Justin Underwood is here from the law offices, Wyatt Underwood, Attorneys of Law. And it's time for Ask a Lawyer. If anybody has a question uh, that you would, you know, like a little direction from uh, an actual attorney, you can get that by calling us on the toll free studio line, 844 305 6210. That's 844-305-6210. This is not the same as a consultation that you would get with an attorney. Right. Uh, but useful guy. People find it right. Point him in the right direction. Sure. Maybe answer uh, a question. Absolutely. You know, should I pursue this? And if I decide to, how should I do it? That, Absolutely. that type of stuff. So go ahead. Give us a call. 844-305-6210. So while we're waiting for those calls to get in, it always takes a minute or two, uh, Let's talk sports. Sure. You were looking forward to your alma mater playing yes. here this yes, fall, sir. and it looks like that's not going to happen, and this uh, is all pretty recent development, yeah, too, Yeah, so, right? uh, you know, everyone who knows me knows I'm a tech guy, and uh, UTEP uh, played in Lubbock last fall, uh, and so Tech was supposed to come here September 5th and play football, but the Big 12 yesterday, uh, you know, like most of the other Power 5 conferences, came out and said... We're going to play a conference-only schedule uh, plus one non-conference game. And I, the non-conference game for Tech, I think, has to be a home game, which pretty much eliminates the chances. Because of, this was a, this was an away game for Tech. It would sure, have been a home, home game for the Miners. Yes, sir. Absolutely. The Miners also have the Longhorns on the schedule this year. Right. And so the weird thing about that is that uh, UTEP is supposed to play – at UT, so I don't know that it'll affect. I'm sorry, I don't know that it will affect that game because that's a a home game for for Texas. But if they're only doing one non-conference, is that going to be the non-conference game? I is have, that the only home I, non-conference game? I don't know. I don't pay attention to the <laughs> schedule. <laughs> I know all my friends who went to UT are like, "Oh yeah, shut up, Underwood." But at yeah, least we I didn't don't go know. to OU, I, Buzz. Pardon me? I said at least we all didn't go to OU, Buzz. I I had a lot of fun at OU. I'm sure. (laughs) I I feel like, okay, so baseball is on real shaky ground. Like, there's a lot of things that make me think... God, if they pull this off, it'll be a miracle. It will be a miracle. The the Marlins, you know, was first, and Mm -hmm. then now the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, and in, in a baseball clubhouse, if one of them gets it, 
You're yeah. going to have 15, 16, 20 of them. Quarantining. Yeah. Oh, it's just... So the Cardinals were postponed yesterday, right? Yes, sir, they were. You know who really wants this to to finish up is Yankee fans. I think right. Yankee fans have really got to feel like right. they got a good chance of going all the way. Well, I'm sure most of MLB fans are like, well, when are the Astros going to get? <laughs> <laughs> Go quarantine the Astros, man. NBA seems to be doing okay. That they bubble seem thing doing, seems to be working out pretty good. So far, so good. And yeah. you know the basketballs. The basketballs competitive. I mean, if you if you watched any of the games at all, that you know they're playing hard. It, it's not like they're they're scrimmaging. They're they're full on playing playing NBA basketball. Man. Mm-hmm. Football on the, the crowd police. noise is kind of weird. Though. It is. Okay, isn't it weird, Brandon? I was watching uh, some of the games over the weekend, and I think whoever was running the the levels, uh, like the volume levels. They were a little bit heavy on the crowd because they kept drowning out the announcers. Yeah. It's like, dude, there's nobody there. How are you doing that now? MLB's doing the same thing. Can you imagine being in a completely empty stadium and they're playing your walk-up music and they're playing, <laughs> you know, if there's a hit or there's a strike. I mean, they play the appropriate, you know, sound clip or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and it's just constant. So it, it, it's kind of weird. But I, I think football, I'm a little more iffy. I mean, I, I don't have an inside track on it or anything, but... It seems like maybe they don't have their act together, I, and that goes for college and pros, and maybe high school. For all I know, I don't. I, I don't. I can't speak about the high school because I haven't followed it that much. But I mean, even you know, at the end of last week, the NFL Players Association was was complaining that they did not have anything. You know, they don't have their safety protocols in order. They don't know what's going on. I mean, we're if you get COVID nineteen, is that going to be considered, uh, you know, a work injury? Who knows? Are you going to going to get put on IR? Yeah. Well, we've got calls, so let's go ahead and get to those. Attorney Justin Underwood is here to answer your questions, or if you can't answer the question, at least maybe sure. give you a little guidance Absol- you in the right abs- direction. Absolutely. We have Michael, who is uh, first to talk to uh, Mr. Underwood. Hi, Michael. Hello. Can hey. you hear me? Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, Michael. Good morning, man. I can tell there's a lot of background noise there, but we can hear you. Give me one second. I was yeah. just a car phone. Okay, can you hear me now? Much better. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Okay. So I have a quick question on regarding quick claims court. Okay. Um, the reason is I have a I had some issues with a landscaper where he gypped us on a job. Um, he kind of just kept giving the runaround that he was going to show up and he never did. Did you so pay it's him? A any, matter of about. Did you pay okay? him any money? I did, unfortunately. Okay. I'm learning the hard way. Okay. Uh, did you pay it all up front? No, but we paid most of it up yeah, front. Yeah, don't ever do that. Right. Yeah. Um, so the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So <laughs> just don't do that. You know, that, I, yeah. I think, and I'm that way, too. It's like when I'm dealing with somebody, I, can, I just I, I don't think badly, you know? There's, right. I, I'm like, right. why wouldn't I pay this guy up, up front? He's going to do the work, and, you know, that doesn't pan out. So right. it sounds like that happened to you, Michael. Yeah, I mean, he's saying he needs the, 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 you know, for the supplies and all that stuff. So you trust, okay, he needs it. So we ended up paying him about $1,500. Okay. He had, you know, two gentlemen show up um, to work about four hours, you know, each time. And like I said, he, he would show up, and then they wouldn't show up. And eventually he just stopped coming, and we asked for our money back. And he's like, yeah, we'll give you your money back. Um, we'll come up with an agreeable number. And he just wanted in a like, 100 and he, I was thinking more like a thousand. So but he ended up what giving you back? How much you you cut out there? 
Uh, he wanted to give me about $100 back. <laughs> and you paid him 1500 And I paid him 1500 And, and exactly. they did like $75 worth of work, right? <laughs> I, I would say, but I was giving him the benefit of that. I would say, okay, I'll, I'll say you did 500 is um, this uh, guy licensed and bonded? That's always a question that I have. I don't know. Yeah. I got his That probably means card. no. And I'm going to assume... I got his business card with all his, with his name and his I'm going to assume that there's nothing in writing either, right, for work to be done and the amount to be paid? No. The only thing I have is, because we were communicating a lot through text messages. Okay. And I have a text message that says, the, the verbiage is, hey, everything costs 1700 correct? And he put yes. Now, it doesn't give you exact detail of what was agreeable, but that's the only thing that I have. All right, let's do this. Mr. Underwood, tell us what uh, uh, a quick claim is, how that works, well, and also, so he, is he out of luck, or does well, he have anything to go with? Not really. I mean, he, here, here's the thing, Michael. The county attorney's office here in El Paso County actually has a unit. They do – what we're dealing with is, is called Deceptive Trade Practices Act, okay? It, it's, it's more than just a civil claim. You can actually make a complaint with the county attorney's office. The number is 546-2050. You can actually make a, a report with the county attorney's office. for We call them DTPA, right? Deceptive Trade Practices Act. And these are exactly the types of cases that get filed um, on, on, on under those those types of, of cases for the county attorney's office. The DA does not handle these. It is the county attorney's office. But they actually have, um, if you call Joanne Bernal's office, uh, 546-2050 is the county attorney's office. Call them and tell them that, um, you know, tell them your situation and that you needed to file uh, a report and see if they will, will pick up the case and Let, file it. Because a lot of times they do. Okay. So did you get that information, Michael? You follow yeah. up using that information? That's who you should call. And then, then you don't have to hire let a lawyer me, because me, they work for, for us. I've done the exact same thing that you've done and had the exact Absolutely. same result so many times that yep. I should be ashamed of myself. Yeah, I oh, really it, should. It happens every single day. Yeah. Every I, day. But I keep doing I, it. <laughs> you know? We want stuff done, done at the house, you know? And I've done some research, and I found somebody else through Facebook that had the same scenario with him. Oh, absolutely. Where he, he did the rock wall, and they just left it, and he took half the money. Well, well, here's the thing. If you pay a significant portion up front, there's no urgency. I mean, they've absolutely. already got your money. You know, right, if they have to exactly. finish the job to get the money. Absolutely. So, Right. Uh, but but when somebody says, well, listen, I need to get the supplies, I need to pay my guy, it's all that makes sense to me. And sure. I just, I, you know, I do it so many times. And you know, Michael, if they're doing it to other people, I mean, what you might want to do is talk to that other person and have that other person, you know, at the same time call the county attorney's office. Because if they're doing it to you and another person, they're doing it to a bunch of people. And that's right. that's not what we want. All right. Well, on. follow those follow those leads there, Michael. And I hope it uh, turns out for you. Maybe give us an update. Yeah, man, for sure. But they- can you give me the number one Sure, more time? it's 546-2050. That's the El Paso County Attorney's Office, Ms. Joanne Bernal. She's a good lady. All right. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Michael. Good luck with that. All right, I hope it all works out. Uh, these answers can be applicable no matter where you listen. Sure, we got these listeners all over the place. Find the, a lot of the places are going to have the same uh, branch. And what is that called again? The county attorney's office? Yeah, but the, the, the team oh, that they I'm have sorry. that specifically uh, works on that? Deceptive Trade Practices Act. Deceptive they, Trade they've Practices. They've got a unit in their office who handles they, – they've got a couple units. One is like for illegal dumping. So when you see people dumping a bunch of trash and nonsense out in the desert – 
that is a crime, right? So they have yeah. a unit that prosecutes those cases, and then they also have a unit who prosecutes DTPA cases, which is exactly what we were just We've, talking about. We've uh, got David who's got a question about a divorce. David, if you'll hang on, we will. I promise as soon as we come back, we're going to get to you first. This is a short break, as it turns out, so we'll come back. And David, if anybody else wants to give a call for Ask a Lawyer, the number is 844-305-6210. That's 844-305. 305-6210. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we left uh, David hanging. David has a question uh, for Justin Underwood. It's Ask a Lawyer. And I feel like uh, we probably have room for another question or two. If anybody wants to call, we got an open line. So it's 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. Let's uh, talk to David and find out what David uh, wants some information about. Hi, David. How's it going? Doing very good, David. How's it going with you? Uh, so-so, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear what's happening. Good morning, David. Well, uh, man, it's a, God, trying to make it short. I'm on the verge of calling my lawyer today and asking for my file and going elsewhere. Uh, I've been trying to deal with a divorce for three years now, oh, and it's oh, always... We, well, let me, we let me my, ask this right off the bat. Do you have kids or property together? We have two kids. Okay, so that it does complicate it a little bit, but three years is is. I mean, unless things have just been going roller coaster, different changes of life and things happening in three years, it, it, it you know, it's, divorces it's, typically don't take so. Three years. Th- there's no way, and we don't want to know everything that's going right, on in your right. life. But there, this does not sound amicable. Um, <laughs> because that, an amicable divorce is going to go a lot quicker usually. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was thinking. You know, I keep on trying to, you know, it's not like I can go off and, you know, get onto him. And, you know, my, my case is in his hands. Is You know, he's if I piss him off, he's just going to, you know, throw me under the bus, possibly, you know. Well, wait a minute. But, your lawyer's not also your wife's lawyer, is it? No, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but, you know, that that's the way it seems a bit. I'm, I live in, in Tom Green County. And, oh, you know, yeah, okay. Uh, All right. So it's, you know, well, I feel I, like yeah. if I... If I go elsewhere, I'm still in the same town dealing with the same Sure, problem. sure. People absolutely. don't know that Texas has a county named after the star Freddie Got Fingered, but it is. <laughs> <Yep>. oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Austin, uh, David, Austin l- l- Massachusetts. L- let's find out what's uh, what's going on here. So you you and your wife both want the divorce? Uh, I mean, as far as I know, that's that's I don't, I don't talk to her because uh, there's no communicating oh, with her. Okay. Oh. Do you have visitation with your kids? I do, just uh, two hours on Thursdays and basically every other weekend. Okay, so yeah, you've got standard, I mean, that's standard possession. You're paying child support? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would call and find out what the holdup is. I mean, if you guys don't own property, you guys don't own a, y'all don't no. own a ranch or anything or any land out no, there? No, no, and okay. I was never comfortable getting anything with her just because I knew this day was more than... <laughs> Possibly going to happen. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> laughing at you, bro. I promise. That's a <laughs> hell of a perspective to start a relationship with somebody you have kids with. But um, um, yeah. well, here, here's a couple things. Three years is is excessive, even for complicated divorces. Um, I would definitely call your attorney. I would definitely hold his feet to the fire, and I would say, "Dude, really? Um, you know, you're, you're trying to celebrate your your newfound freedom. Uh, divorce is worth it because you know." Divorce, you know why divorce is so expensive? Because it's, it's worth, worth it, every yeah. damn penny. Um, yeah. So, I, I, yeah, three years is excessive. I mean, especially, it sounds to me like you guys have already got your visitation set up and you're paying child support. I mean, other than Essentially, that, it's, it's just a piece of the, paper, right? Do the final divorce decree. 
where you put it in writing that this is what's been going on. How long have y'all been, I mean, how long have you had the, the orders where you do the visitation in the, in the child support? 2018. I mean, it was oh, basically. Dude. All right. Now call your lawyer, man. David, you, you indicated, you said something about, you know, you're, you're afraid to tick off your lawyer. He might throw you under the bus. I don't uh, understand you know, that. I don't, I don't, I don't see. I mean, if, as long as you're not doing anything that is endangering the children or anything that is the family court's number one rule that they will always follow, no matter what is the best interest of the child, right? Best interest of the children. Well, that sounds to me like the best interest of the children in your case is the visitation that y'all have got set up and you're paying child support and you have a relationship with your kids. Your relationship with your wife has already been dissolved. Uh, I mean, you guys don't have any contact. All you're basically waiting for is a final divorce decree. Well, to f- well, well, I don't know if I'll finalize Let it. me ask if we establish it. David, are you happy with the arrangement now, the child support, the visitation? I mean, are you okay with all with all that? Well, that, that's the thing. Even, even if I'm not, it doesn't really matter. So I'm just to the point where, like, you know, case, you know, I'm going to deal with that. That's all I get, standard visitation. It is what it is. You know, I'm the guy in the situation. It doesn't matter you what You have I a say. very realistic outlook, and no. I think that's a good a thing you have working Let in me your ask, favor. David, how old are your kids? Uh, they are 10 and 6. Okay, so here's the deal. As they get older, once they re- – do you have boys or girls or uh, – They're both two boys. Okay, so listen – Boys and dads obviously have have relationships that are that are strong and you know things that as they get older once they're twelve um, a court will actually listen to them um, as far as who they would like to live with or what they're do they want to see their dad more do they want to see their mom more so once they're twelve you know a, a family case never really ends because you can always go back and change it right. mm-hmm. but if it never yeah. ends if, if, to begin with look at it this way if a fifteen year old yeah, says I want to spend more time with my dad. Absolutely. Usually, that is going to carry a lot of weight. Absolutely, judges at the age of twelve in the state of Texas, judges are allowed. And, and you know, and sometimes you know, it also depends on the child. I mean, you've got ten, eleven year olds who speak very well, and you know, who who act very mature. And but but by law at twelve, you know, they get to they get to influence or, or talk to the court, and then the judges do listen to him. So you know, you've got a thirteen, fourteen year old boy who does want to spend more time with his dad because he's playing sports or you are hunting or, or doing whatever it is that you know that that we do as we grow up it never ever ends you can always go back and modify your relationship yeah but for and, you you just need like the finality of okay i am finally divorced but three years is yeah you should call them today yeah well there's the thing like i said i keep i keep being put off and right now the whole thing is right now supposedly in my county which i don't i don't have a way to figure out i don't know where to go is they're telling me that not, the courts aren't doing nothing because of COVID-19. Well, I can't speak for Tom Green County, but I can tell you El Paso County, the family courts, everything's done online. It hasn't slowed down at all. You and can't that's, that's stop what... life because of exactly. COVID. I mean, we still have kids who are going back and forth. I mean, think about this does has that been sound all like summer a, long, Does it know? sound like the lawyer, if that's what uh, David, our caller, is being told, is is – is he being put off? You know, or? I don't know. I, I I don't do family law, and I don't do it in Tom Green County, but our partner, Elena, does. Um, and so everything, the technology's there. But, I mean, yeah. if it's just a yeah. matter of a divorce decree, to finalize a divorce, if the, if both parties agree, only one party has but, to show but up. But it would not be out of line if David talks to his lawyer and his lawyer says, hey, listen, we can't do anything for you right now to say, I feel like I Absolutely. need to. Three years is too I much. I need to cut. 
losses. I mean, yeah. cut my bait and, and they, get somebody else. They're using COVID for an excuse for the last couple of months. Well, what's your excuse for 2019, man? <laughs> yeah. And, that, and the, the thing is, it's like I said, that the final decree, I, I called them and they told me that they sent the decree in. And this is more than a month ago. Okay. And her still hasn't responded back. So at the same time, it's kind of like, well, who's putting it off and who's not doing nothing about it? Because the final decree has been sent up. But all that needs to be is, is signed, and well, it hasn't been signed back. I tell people this all the time. There's three people in the world you need to be very, very comfortable with. Your uh, spiritual advisor, your doctor, and your lawyer. And if you've got an uneasy feeling or an uneasy relationship with any of those three, you, it needs to be addressed. And I would always, always, always encourage people, God gave us our gut feeling for a reason. Don't ignore it. All right, David, I hope that helps in some way. Yeah, no, that, it does. I Take care, David. Good luck to you, man. I yeah, we. You. All right, we'll see you. <laughs> Boy, that illustrates, and I know you know this is a, a you know a, not David's reality, but if you can at all remain civil with your ex, absolutely, and have some kind of you know understanding about doing what's best for the kid. Yeah. Boy, that can make a world of difference and in the long run a lot better for the kids and too. kids don't understand that yeah. stuff they just understand that's my dad and that's my mom and at one point in time you guys I, I don't maybe not all the time you loved each other but at least you <laughs> loved on each other at one point in time it's not it's not kids fault it's not their fault and people don't realize that the worst thing in my opinion is if you use a child as a weapon against another person you're going to get on my bad side real yeah. real fast you were uh, interviewed uh, for television. We don't know if it airs today or uh, tomorrow, but it was basically asking about... Yesterday was the one-year anniversary of the Walmart shooting in El yes. Paso. It was a very, very somber day. Tough day, for uh, sure. What were they asking you about um, the, from a legal standpoint? Well, they, we were just talking about the you know how this, is, how this pandemic is, is delaying the prosecution of, uh, of this human piece of you-know-what. Um, yeah. Is it slowing it down? Is you know, it coming up? A little bit. But, I mean, here's the thing. If you, if you look historically um, at capital murder trials, capital murder trials where there's one or two people who were, who were murdered, they typically take anywhere on average from two to three years to go to trial in the first place. In this, in this situation, if you think about the number of people and the amount of witnesses and the, without question, all lawyers involved, this will be the biggest case they've ever worked on ever in their lives and hopefully that they'll ever have to work yeah. on. So going through all of that stuff takes just inordinate amounts of time. And, and what I mean by that is— Well, it's probably good that it's a slow procedure, too. Ab absolutely. Now, the court is assigned—I'm uh, sorry, the case, the, the state case is assigned to— um, Judge Madrano, Sam Madrano in the 49th District Court, the public doesn't need to worry about that case not proceeding to trial. Madrano, I can tell you this. Um, I've tried cases in front of, I've tried a bunch of cases in front of, of Judge Madrano, um, and he he is on the defense, he's on the state, he is on it, on it, on it to make sure the right thing gets right. done and to give both sides enough time to get it done properly. Uh, and in the federal system, I think it's uh, Judge David Guadarrama who's who's hearing that. And I was his prosecutor way back when I first started. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll tell you, the community, um, the state, the nation could not ask for two better 
two better. It sounds like this case is, is in very good hands. I have zero reservations about the courts that these these cases are assigned so to. So if people or are the looking at it, or defense lawyers who, who are handling it, if if people are thinking, well, gosh, something might fall through the cracks I, because of this pandemic, you don't have no, that concern. No, I, I mean in reality. So here, here's the thing. You know, part of the the election, and I would like to say congratulations to my good friend Yvonne Rosales for winning the election. Um, Yvonne is a dear friend of mine, and I think she's going to do a hell of a job. Um, but one of the things that they talked about was the prosecution of of this case, right? Because the new DA, Yvonne, doesn't start until January, right? right? We all know this case isn't going to trial this year. There's no way. Yeah. I mean, it's just not going to happen. A regular murder yeah. where they're not seeking the death penalty. For it to go to trial within a year or a year and a half is outrageous, uh, you know, because every time, you know, I can't speak for every lawyer, but me, what I do as a trial lawyer, when I start getting ready for a case, I look at every, I, I look at the case like it's a book, right? Chapter one, how are the police involved? Chapter two, what is the relationship? And I look at every single aspect of every single chapter of the book. And as I go along, I keep like a master log of things that we need to talk about or things I need to look for. Sometimes I'll get to chapter nine and, and say, oh, crap, I need to go back to chapter three because I missed something. Can you imagine doing that with 23 people who are deceased and all of the people who, who were hurt? Because let's not forget about the people who survived who were hurt because they're victims, too, and they get their day in court. Thank you, Justin, for coming by. Absolutely. It is always educational and enlightening. Please be safe, everybody. You. The numbers for Texas, I saw something yesterday real quick. Um, July 22nd, I think we had 10,500 hospitalizations in Texas, and yesterday it was at 8,800. So, okay. Take let's it not start throwing parties and celebrate. No, please but do moving kind of in the right direction. Wash your hands. All right, wear that mask. All yes, right, sir. thank you, Justin. Thanks, guys. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, time to get to Hollywood chit-chat, entertainment news from movies, television, music, and more. Here is Joanna Barba. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Well, (laughs) just as production was ramping up for the new season of The Bachelorette that starred Carrie Crawley, a major shakeup is reportedly underway. Entertainment Tonight reports that Crawley, who is the oldest Bachelorette in series history... How old is she? I'm not sure. 36 or 37, I yeah, believe. she's still in her 30s, but like late 30s. Mm. <laughs> uh, late 30s. My goodness. Unlike. Man. What an old hag. Yeah. yeah. Well, she managed to find love just weeks into filming, and she no longer needs to compete her romantic journey. I'm a and little instead- surprised that, you know, if things were going well, that the production wouldn't have something in place. It's like, okay, you may feel that way, but. I think maybe the show wasn't going that great, mm-hmm. and so they let her out. Whether you know like, whether she actually felt, but I bet all. they have something that's like, even if you feel like you fall in love, we put so much money and and uh, hours into it, mm-hmm. you've got to continue on with the season. I, something tells me there was something else going on that it wasn't really that great a season. Something was foul. Well, I mean, because this is the one that they had it started and then. The pandemic. So then they recast all the guys. Then they have they've been for the past couple weeks uh, quarantining at this resort, and because they just announced that they were filming uh, like a week or two ago, and they had already started the quarantine. So now they're. Re- I just wonder. One, are they going to recast all the guys? Do the guys even care who the girl is? That's no. 
I mean, the truth is most of these people are aspiring mm-hmm. actors, what would be hilarious influencers, if personalities. They, if they switched up the ladies and didn't tell the guys and just to see if they would notice. Yeah, they're well, like, um, excuse me. They're I'm like, sure uh, they would notice on this one she's because black. the new one that's coming in is black. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, It'd be even better. You're like, uh, Miss Crowley. <laughs> they're all like, excuse me. I was expecting a white. <laughs> What's happening? Here? That'll go over great. You know what? Do it. Don't tell them. Like, well, Damn, you got a tan. <laughs> <laughs> well, some sources say that it will continue with the uh, original guys that were there. So it's 42 guys. Can you imagine that? And they're all going to remain in Palm Springs because they will not be whisking around the globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bachelor. So it's just like, hey, guys, all of you that were supposed to be falling in love. Refall in love. Yeah, we're going to start over. We're going to start over because somebody didn't play by the original rules and gonna, fell in love two weeks in. Yeah. All what right? a terrible time to be in the desert, though. We're going to control alt delete this. Yeah. <laughs> well, The Bachelor is set to air Tuesdays this fall on ABC. It's 120 degrees out there right now. Like, that sounds horrendous. In the upcoming Warner Brothers movie, The Batman, Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne will encounter a handful of iconic Batman villains, as played by Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Colin Farrell, and John Turturro. Over the weekend, MCU alum Dave Bautista confirmed one villain that old Brucey won't cross paths with, Bane. The topic of Bautista playing Bane in The Batman came up on Saturday, kicked off when a fan on Twitter echoed speculation that Bautista could or should be cast in the upcoming Batman movie. The fan wrote, I just read an article speculating that Bautista may be, could be, should be playing Bane in the new Batman movie. DC movies make it happen. Well, Bautista replied to the fan with confirmation that he would not be playing Bane and said, unfortunately, it's not. I tried my best. (laughs) Do we know if they're doing another Joker uh, for this um, iteration of Batman, or are they skipping that? They may be skipping it. This one, this I think new they're one, already though, packed with villains on this They one. have a lot. So they have Zoe Kravitz will be playing Catwoman, Paul Dano will be playing the Riddler, Colin Farrell is the Penguin, and John Turturro will appear as Carmine Falcone. Okay. So that's a lot already. But don't worry. Uh, on Bautista possibly missing out on action. The star will be busy in the coming months with Dune, Army of the Dead, and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 on the horizon. The Batman is currently scheduled for release on October 1st of 2021. And speaking of Batman, 34 years after playing Iceman in Top Gun and Batman, Val Kilmer is making his mark with a new role in Pay Dirt. The film, which is just as action-packed as when he played opposite Tom Cruise, is out later this week and is a special one for the actor who battled throat cancer and underwent a tracheotomy, which he opened up about in his memoir that was released back in April. He was on Good Morning America yesterday and talked about the role and gave an update on his health. I feel like probably, uh, like I've got the transcript, right. uh, so maybe that's in order. Uh, what Val Kilmer was saying there, uh, and remember he had a tracheotomy. Uh, he said, I feel a lot better than I sound. It's like any other language or dialect. You have to figure out a way to communicate. Well, and I feel really bad for him. Yeah. So oh. is he not going to be in the new Top Gun? Yes, he will be in the new Top Gun. Oh, does, he is. He is. Does he does, he does make a, talk? an appearance in it. What? Does he not talk? I don't know. Actually. Maybe filmed it before it? Voice yeah, probably before it. How long ago was the tracheotomy? You might have mentioned that. Uh, Could he get one of those? How are they supposed to say one of those voices? How are they supposed to say you could be my wingman anytime? You could be my wingman anytime. (laughs) 
Well, Val Kilmer's 28-year-old I'll daughter. I'll be your Huckleberry. Mercedes also appears in the film playing his daughter in her feature okay. film debut. The entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I mentioned this earlier this week, but, oh, you know what? Joanna said it. she thought it was a good idea for me to do uh, periodically a, if you like this, you'll probably like this. Oh, yeah. So I told Brandon, if you like Vikings on History Channel, you'll probably like Norseman on Netflix. I actually had it already in my queue. It was mm-hmm. one of those ones that I think I just kind of flip through Netflix every now and then. And uh, if I see stuff I like, I put it in my queue. And then I never watch it. It's it's not nice. a direct parody, but it, it's close. I mean, you certainly see some images and you're like, oh, that, yeah, that looks like what they did in Vikings. But this is funny. Joanna, if you like Umbrella Academy. Okay. She's never seen I've Umbrella never Academy. Seen <laughs> I've never seen Umbrella Academy. Have so. you seen The Boys? I have. If you like The Boys. <laughs> there you go. You'll like Umbrella you'll Academy. You'll like Umbrella Academy. <laughs> nice. That worked. If you liked Sopranos and Goodfellas, you'll like this show that they just announced that the creators of both of those are working on. So, um, Terrence Winter, who created Sopranos, executive producer of uh, Sopranos and Boardwalk Empire, is part of it. And Nicholas Pileggi, who was the writer of Casino and Goodfellas, it doesn't, and uh, The Irishman, it doesn't look like Martin Scorsese is involved in this, but I mean, if you like Sopranos and Goodfellas, I, I bet you're going to like this. It's also mob drama. And it is, let me see how they describe it. It's going to look back at the evolution of organized crime in America through the ages and the role of the Genovese crime family. Dude, go watch that, uh, the mob documentary on Netflix. It's good. You know what someone just recommended to me too the other day? The Last Narc. Netflix? Uh, Amazon Prime. It's about the Kiki... Kiki Camarena. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, Ki- Kiki Camarena. Yes. That was a really, really upsetting case. Exa- I, I read about it first because I thought, well, let me read what this is about before I watch it. Not to get graphic. Or, I read the, yeah, I read yeah. about it and I was like, no, I'm out. I you, you didn't watch it? No, it, oh. it, it, because this, the case is so graphic. Kiki Camarena was, was a DEA agent mm-hmm. and he ended up getting uh, captured by the cartels and they they tortured him to death in just really you know i mean you can imagine it's going to be gruesome but yeah no i i read a little bit about what it, it was and i was like yeah no, no i'm a heart i'm a and pass. was it a documentary or yes. a drama Oof. no 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 it's a it's a documentary oh. okay and yeah, I told Joanna this morning. I'm like, hey, I can't watch this, but I, you're gonna love it. Yeah, it was so, on Narcos. Could you Narcos. watch it and tell me what you think? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michael Pena played Kiki in yeah, Narcos. In the most recent Narcos. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the director of the Amazon doc said that he got a gun pulled on him while he was filming. So, I mean, yeah, it, just, it looks a little intense for me. So I was like, oh. I'll have Joanna watch it. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Let's see. What do I want to share with you? Should you? Okay, here's a good question. Should you put, and have you ever done this? Mm-hmm. Should you put your sheets in the freezer to help you stay cool at night? 
No, because that means I have to remake the bed. <laughs> Ugh, could you imagine? It's already hot and you're going to have to try and do your bed. Not to mention, wouldn't they get, like, wet? Yeah. Totally. Well, I'm going to tell you. All right. You know, there are some places, like, I got, my friend lives in Brooklyn. And he, some of those buildings are so old; they don't have, they don't have good air, and you know, you're lucky, you're lucky you have a roof over your head. You know, if you, it's real expensive to find housing. So there are some people who just have to. Sw- and New York City can swelter. I don't know if you guys have ever been there this time of year, but New York can get it gets hot. Warm. If I were in his and like I'll be talking to my friend Jack on the phone, and he'll. He'll be. He's told me before he's done that. He's put <laughs> sheets in his pillowcases in the freezer, and then mm-hmm. at night he just puts them back on the bed because that's the only way you cope with it. So the New York Times uh, that ties in answered the question: uh, Is this just a bunch of internet nonsense? A bunch of websites claim you can beat the heat, sleep more comfortably, get to sleep faster by leaving your sheet in the freezer for thirty minutes before bed. And the New York Times did something. Here's uh, one expert says that it's it's you shouldn't do it. First of all, and Brandon, I think this was your point. It's a hassle. <laughs> yeah, like you, you get all you like heat yourself up just trying to make the damn bed again. You have to take your your sheet, I guess your your fitted sheet, mm-hmm. your pillowcases. If take them out of the freezer, put them on the bed. So. There's a lot of bed making if you do it every time that it's hot out. Uh, he says it also can, comes across as a kind of thing an insane person would do. I don't know. You know, I think an insane person would just sit there and swelter <laughs> trying to get to sleep, if you yeah. ask me. The main reason this expert says is because it doesn't really work. Your bed might be nice and chilly at first, but it won't last very long. And also, if you leave your sheets in the freezer for 30 minutes, they're probably going to end up being moist. So they're not going to freeze solid mm-hmm. in 30 minutes, but they'll get enough moisture that uh, when it cool, when it uh, uncools, I guess, and that won't be all that long, then you're going to have like these moist, uncomfortable sheets. So one time... Please stop saying moist. It freaks moist. me out. Moist. So Lisa, we're talking about sheets that could turn moist. moist. So one time, I put up my pillow. All right, get close to the microphone. In the freezer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pillowcase and all. And when I went to get the pillow out, was it frozen? The pillowcase stuck. got stuck to your face. No, to like something that makes the ice maker thing. Mm. And the it was stuck there for a while. <laughs> And how long would you say you left your pillow in the freezer? Well, I took the pillow out. Oh. The pillow was able to come out of the freezer, but the pillowcase did not, and it was stuck. Joanna gave up probably after a while. She and thought, well, I'll leave it. never Boy, let me do that again. There's, there's nothing better than the cool side of the pillow. But there? it did feel nice and cool, and then it got a little humid, and I did not like that. So don't do it. Also, if you're going to put a pillow in, don't put the pillowcase in. Did I tell you my, my air conditioner went out upstairs last week? Mm-hmm. You did okay. mention that. And so when my daughter was staying with me, I said, look, uh-huh. you know, the guy, the air conditioner guy's coming over first thing Monday. So why don't you just sleep down? Because we got rooms downstairs. I said, just sleep downstairs. Mm-hmm. Well, she wasn't interested in doing that because her computer 
is upstairs. Like I remember when she wouldn't sleep upstairs because she was terrified. Yeah, she was scared because she thought the place was haunted. Now she won't sleep downstairs. <laughs> so she was up there and she had a fan pointed right at her. And I, I tried to explain to her, you know, that really doesn't do a whole lot. It's just circulating hot air. Right. Mm-hmm. So eventually she went down and got... Uh, I don't know, like these things you freeze in the freezer and then you put it to keep stuff cold. Like a, oh, know. like the little ice pack. Or like, a, like an ice yeah. pack, oh, right. You put I them said, inside of a like an igloo cooler right? to keep them cold. Yeah. So Isn't she, that what Nico said she was putting like under her armpits <laughs> while she was up on her computer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how she was staying cool? Yeah. Now remember, there was always the option, come downstairs, downstairs, you got your phone, you could watch TV, who, you could get in the pool if you wanted to. No. To her, it's essential that she's up there on her gaming computer. <laughs> um, put your sheets in the freezer to stay cool. I don't know. I mean, my version of that was I got out uh, like a bag of uh, corn, kerneled corn. <laughs> okay. Or frozen peas. Just kind of put those oh, okay. on, on the sheet. Sleep on those. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Joanne, I, I feel like you're probably following everything that's going on with TikTok closer than anybody else. I mean, not really. No, you're not. But every day I do make sure, like, do I still have TikTok? Mm-hmm. Are people still posting? Yes, they are. I think uh, the latest thing out of the White House, the president said that if there's not some way that an American company either buys TikTok or Uh takes over TikTok, that TikTok is not going to be available in a a day or so. Uh, By September 15th. Is that what he was saying? If it's not bought by someone. uh, And I think Microsoft is one that's looking into buying TikTok. Yeah, Microsoft said that they're trying to get something together, but... Nothing is for sure yet. But why is that some? Why would you have to buy that? Why wouldn't you just make a version? You know, make a thing that does the same thing. People are already on that one. Yeah. Okay. How is TikTok different from Vine, which is something that we had and it's it already the it was popular? It's the same, right? Yeah. And I'm gonna send you guys a funny TikTok I saw. Which one? And it involves our friend. Um, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like Marcus. A- Marcus Vincent. Oh, okay, yeah. Vincent, like, Marcus. Vincent Marcus. Vincent Marcus. I was like, he seems like a close friend. Well, What's he was a, he was a big star on Vine. <laughs> right, and now he's on TikTok. As I mean, he does YouTube videos, also. Okay, so my understanding is Vine was only a few seconds, and TikTok is a few more seconds than that. Yes. Yeah, it goes up to a one minute, and Vine I think oh. was only seven right, seconds. Listen, why why don't we just you know, if they're going to make the Chinese TikTok uh, illegal or whatever in the United States, just come up with your own TikTok and tell everybody, well, look, here's the thing. You can go over to this one. Or are the are are the stars of TikTok or a lot of them from China? And no, no. A lot of them are from the U.S. too. But the thing is, is that if you were to tell them switch over, one, that doesn't mean that all of your followers are willing to switch over. And two, well, but if the if they're if the platform is unavailable, they might be more likely to do it. If the platform's unavailable, then what they might do is they might just go find a different platform altogether. 
I mean, think about how many people used to be on Snapchat and then now they've kind of moved over to TikTok. It's always what's the new hot thing. I mean, to be honest, just wait. Look yeah. How, yeah, I just think we wait. just have to wait a little bit longer and it's going to die down. Anytime there's Nobody a, really uses Snapchat anymore. Do you guys always wonder when, when, when there's something new and you're just hearing about it, it's like, okay, how long is this going to be around? That happens to me all the time. Yeah, and then I got sucked into TikTok. That's when you know you're old. Yeah, like I remember. I guess Twitter's here to stay because, but I'm still glad I never, I never got into Twitter. That seems like a lot of place where people got a place where a lot of people got in trouble Mm -hmm. that otherwise they may not have gotten in trouble. Mm -hmm. Just the Mm -hmm. nature of TikTok encouraged people to put stuff out, and then there are not TikTok, uh, Twitter, and then people are like, "Well, why did look at what you wrote on Twitter when you were 16?" That's why check your Twitter, look at your old tweets. Delete mm. as you see fit. Yeah, I feel like a lot of your social media is on your permanent record, and you're never even if you went back and took that stuff down, you don't know that it's gone for good, right? Mm, yeah. I mean, I don't know enough about it. So there are a couple of theories as to why Trump uh, really has it out for TikTok. Because uh, nobody would follow him. Well, one of them is that, and this is just—I th- don't TikTok dances. <laughs> right, he could never learn to do the floss correctly. <laughs> I tried and tried. This is one theory, and it's not one that I subscribe to. But there are some people that think what it's really about is Trump is mad because a bunch of TikTok users disrupted his rally in Tulsa. Oh yeah. Also. COVID-19 disrupted his rally in Tulsa and killed Herman Cain, but that's not what he's, according to this theory, what he's mad about. A bunch of TikTokers, like RSVP'd for the tickets or invitation to go to Trump's rally without any intention of showing up, so they did this all via TikTok. And um, this version says that, well, that's what he's mad about, is they used this app to disrupt his uh, rally. But I think probably it's it's a lot more uh, uh, closer to what the administration is saying is that it's may, it's a Chinese company and the Chinese Communist government um, has the right to use any of that information they want to. All the data that the company collects is is available to the Chinese government, especially the intelligence services. Uh, so if you're wondering, well, what kind of things? Oh, they're going to find out I like to dance to this song. Here are some of the things that uh, TikTok could collect from their users. IP addresses, GPS location data, your, the type of phone you have, your mobile carrier, mm-hmm. all your app and file names, the types of files, all the people in your phone contacts. It also saves any message you type. Even if you don't send it. By the way, I'm I'm taking this at their word for whoever wrote this. I don't know if it can do all that. I mean, I don't. I really don't know a lot about how that kind of stuff works. But it says that that's just some of the information they can get. Do you remember there was an app, and I forget what it was. It was maybe the old people app, wasn't it? No, it's the one where U.S. soldiers. Oh, it was the Fitbits. They told soldiers you can't use your Fitbits if you're deployed. Because oh, yeah. that information somehow could get in the hands of the enemy, and they could find out like what's going on based on the number of people. Okay. that Remember that story? Yeah. yeah. 
So I guess it's along the lines of that. It uh, can collect text from your copy-paste clipboard, even if you don't paste that text into the app. Uh, allowing the Chinese government to casually collect that kind of data on millions of Americans is is probably a real bad idea. That's what uh, the, the administration says it's all about, and, and that seems to make a lot more sense to me than that Trump's... Well, that makes sense, too. He could just be mad. It they, just depends. They used this thing, <laughs> and it screwed up my rally and embarrassed me because not as many people showed up as I thought they were going to. Brandon, any late-breaking stories in uh, sports today? I know you had a story toward the end of uh, sports yesterday. No, not that I've seen. Nothing as big as the Rock buying the XFL. Okay, but that's uh, that's not exactly what's going on, right? He was part of a buying group, although he, yeah, he, he could have bought it outright. I mean, it's yeah, it was only fifteen fifteen million dollars. He could have done that easily. Well, and the other interesting thing about the story was that um, they because it was supposed to go up for auction here. I think either this week or next week, and they bought it before it went up for auction, so they didn't have to worry about getting into a bidding war with anybody. So they got it for reasonably priced, and I think the XFL said that their assets are worth anywhere from 10 to $30 million. So if they bought it for 15. They're sitting pretty. Did you talk about this earlier? All the, all the, uh, I was going to say players, but it's not just players. It's also some coaches and other staff that are opting out of the NFL season. There's a lot. New Philadelphia Patriots, I think are up to eight or nine players that have opted out. Nobody, I mean, Eagles coach Doug Peterson tested positive. That doesn't mean that he's opted out. But players like Matthew Stafford, Gardner Minshew are are positive. Uh, not not necessarily Matthew Stafford. Oh, the, the thing placed, that I read so, yesterday so said Matthew Stafford. So they're placed on what is the I believe it's the COVID nineteen reserve list. Which means you either have it or you have recently come into contact with somebody who did test positive. So then you have to go into quarantine until you come back with negative results. Yeah. So it's, it's not exactly per- the same. Yeah, it's a precaution. Well, here's what some of the players are saying. Uh, some of the big stars of the league are saying Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, with the Browns now said that he doesn't think it makes sense to try and have an NFL season. He didn't go so far as to opt out. But he said that it just doesn't make a lot of sense to him. He's well, they, like, look, I'll be there, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, they moved up the date to it's either this Thursday or Friday when the players have to opt in or out of the 2020 season. And that was one of the things that um, Devin McCourty was so upset about from the Patriots, where he's saying like the only reason they're making this deadline now is because they're tired of seeing NFL players opting out. And when they look at Major League Baseball... NFL is not going to be in a bubble. It's not going to be like the NBA. It's not going to be like the NHL to where you have really controlled circumstances and a controlled environment. You, there's not enough space for that. When's so, the, when is the deadline that they're saying for opting in? Either this Thursday or Friday. I could see they could enforce if somebody opted out and then wanted back in, I guess they could say no. But if somebody opted in and then at a later point says, well, I'm opting out, I don't think you could force them to play. Right? No. I mean, maybe you penalize them in some way, but... And as much of a mess as this sounds, I think what's going on in college football is even more of a mess just because these are people that don't get paid. You know, they're not professional athletes. 
There's a lot of money to be made. None of that go. Well, I my say none of it goes to the my athlete. My gut is still telling me that. Well, it soon will be. Remember, they passed those laws earlier this year. Yeah, not this, not this season. But and not, my gut's telling me college football is not going to happen. Oh, really? I just don't. I don't see how they're going to be able to control it. I think there's with, people that agree with you for sure, but that I think is still kind of on the, on the like a few people are saying. Yeah, it was probably not going to happen, think but that's the, not the most popular opinion. Right I think now. the NFL is even iffy at this point. I think the only reason the NBA and the NHL have been able to do it so well is they have a controlled situation. You know, there's no traveling. You're in one location. I mean, outside of the NHL, when they finally get to the to the Stanley Cup Finals. Let me let me throw out a statement and respond to this on college level. If a school doesn't think it's safe enough to have classes on campus, mm-hmm. it's pro- it's not safe enough to have varsity athletics on campus. I have a question. Uh, I disagree. You uh, disagree? I do. Uh, let me hear your. Let me well, hear hold on. Why. I have a question. So, if they're in college, how do they have health insurance? The, I believe athletes are covered under the college. The college pays. Yeah, for I was it, a I walk-on. Believe. I didn't have any. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, no, that's that, well. That's part of my question is that let's say hypothetically that you know players A, B, and C get COVID and they get it because of being exposed to one another. And let's say one is fine, has just a cough. Another one, uh, no symptoms at all. And then the other one ends up severely sick in the hospital. Does the school not only are you going to take care of their healthcare needs? At that moment, but like I, I saw that one of the players, this was a stipulation. They were saying you have to pay for. They wanted the schools to pay for if six we get years. Sick, right. Yeah, six years past them graduating well, in case they had underlying conditions. Well, see, that's the thing with the NFL is that the the players were trying to get it. So, with the NFL, you have what are uh, football injuries and non football injuries. The non football injury is you're out goofing around playing basketball at your house and you roll your ankle. That's a non football injury. The, the team now doesn't have to pay you your salary. If you blow up your hand with a firework. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Non-football injury. Got it. But if you're injured on the field or in practice or doing anything related to football, that is a football injury, they still have to pay you. And that was a concern for the, the players is that the, the owners were trying to make it so if you did test positive for COVID-19, that's a non-football injury. Yeah. But the players were like, look, if we're in these close proximities with these other guys and we catch it because we're here, how is that not exactly. a non-football injury? That's a good let, point. Let, let me hear your thinking uh, on why you think it's okay if a, if a school decides we're not we're we're only going to have remote classes, we're not going to have classes on campus, but we are going to have the student athletes there practicing and playing games. If it's done correctly, you're talking about dealing with a smaller group of students. You're, st- you're dealing with a vastly smaller group, which can be contained better. You can have the, if, if it were to be treated the way the NBA and the NHL have done it, where it's, these are your guidelines. You can either go here, you can't go here. If you're caught breaking the rules, you're going into quarantine. And if they're able to set so they that could up do properly, it with with the athletes that are there, on it's just I mean, yeah, it's, it's like trying to control uh, control anything. Like it's easier for me to talk to ten group people right now and be like, "Hey, go do this," and those ten do it. Then let's say a thousand people and trying to get all of them on the same page. Just the fact that it's a smaller amount of people I, makes it easier. I get what you're saying, but also it it you know. It's all about their priorities. I mean, that destroys any pretense that. Well, they're going to do that for football. They're not going to do that for the sports that aren't making money. What if? No, I'm talking about what if, 
why don't they prioritize it like this? You're a senior. Maybe you're a senior in your pre-med, and we really need doctors because of this. We're going to make the exception for you instead of the athletes. It shows you really that a yeah, lot of it these— it doesn't make money. Right. It doesn't make money. That's what I'm saying is the pretense can completely be gone there. Yeah. But What's important like, to you is making money. Yeah, if you're looking at it as like, you know, well, we're going to do this for the football team. Well, what about the swim team? No, we don't need that. Yep. How about the education? How about people that are, you know, getting their advanced degree and you really can't do a lot of that stuff, especially if it's in some of the sciences that require research lab work? You know, it's like, oh, no, no, football is important. Science and learning, not so much. Well, and it's always easy to. The Ivy League has already announced they're not having a varsity Not until at least January 1st. Yeah. But it's always easy to look at it from that aspect and knock the colleges because they do they are have been so greedy through the years and they're just they are they're money grubbers and that's what they want but ultimately the football and basketball these sports like that they bring a ton of money in for the colleges mm-hmm. that fund those programs that fund scholarships for other students that fund maybe you know, they had a being re- able to get this equipment for this um, for this for this lab or uh, for for this computer science department like that that the athletes they bring in that money as well so it's kind of like except they it's don't. easy to look at it on one side but not not necessarily if somebody's a big fan of the school and they like the football program and they're it's their alma mater and they they maybe pony up some money to go like hey yeah put this towards um the, this computer science program over here. Wouldn't it be great if there was somebody that's like, I'm such a fan of my school that they did some amazing research into immunology, and therefore I'm going to donate a million dollars because instead of, uh, you know, I really like watching my team on Saturdays. Yeah, but that's not the reality of the situation. It, it could be. I mean, I, well, if we prioritize like, things. There's a lot of things that could happen. And by the way, planet, did you ever but, see the real sports the, the, about uh, how much money college football programs? Some, some programs, yeah, like the premier ones, your Alabamas. Your, you know, Florida's, Ohio State. Sure. But then for most of them, it's like, no, nah, it's more of a drain than anything else. It actually uh, costs more to have the football team than, than a football team brings in, it, in the case with most colleges. Look that up. It's a couple years old, but it was, uh, it was a really eye-opening real sports, I thought. Well, the end of the show is coming up on us pretty quickly. We'll be getting into two for Tuesday here in just a few minutes, but we have a phone call. Which is always a highlight for us. Anytime somebody calls into the show, we rush to get to those. You give us a call during the show at 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. And Raul. Hi, Raul. Morning, guys. How's it going? Doing good. What's up with you today? I'm not much just uh, on my way headed home, but I did want to speak to you guys a little bit about how uh, the sports and all the, the research kind of monies work. Uh, I can't say too much for the sports stuff. I have been involved to certain capacities, but I have more experience with the research. Uh, two different universities, one in Cali, Lisa, Cali Love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hang on, i got to hit that for you guys. Oh. There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. You got it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, bro. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, and also at NMSU, um, generally speaking, when uh, any type of college gets uh, grant, uh, gets grants or monies for research, it's through the NIH, private companies that want to re- uh, like research their product or whatever, or uh, medicine. But it tends to be not associated with the sports. I mean, in my no, no, uh, yes, it'd be great. I want to make sure uh, what I was saying is like, Brandon was making the point, which he's absolutely right about, that you've got a lot of alumni who who make a lot of money, and because it's the sports that they donate uh, to the school. I was saying it would be nice in you know an imaginary world if people got that excited about like cutting edge research that somebody you know if you had, and I'm sure that happens. I'm sure there've got to be like fabulously wealthy people who are like, I'm gonna. Well, I mean, like Tony Stark did. In Civil War, right? Yeah. He, he, he funded everybody's program at MIT. That would be sweet. But, yeah, I, w- I wish we put a priority on, especially science, the way that we do Definitely. on athletics. But somebody in the chat made a comment that I was being unrealistic, and they're right. Nobody pays to sit around and watch a bunch of postgrads in a laboratory. So... Yeah, that's definitely unfortunately the case. However, I mean, there is a bigger move for uh, the STEAM um, yeah. sector. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot more robotics competitions, and that's coming to light. And with social media, I'm sure it's getting a little, at least a little more exposure, and it's beneficial. Well, I want to I pump the brakes on those robotics. Uh, they get so good at fighting, I, I uh, make sure they got Asimov's <laughs> rules in place before they make them, you know, these killing machines. <laughs> so. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Thank you, Raul, for the call. Good talking to you. Good talking to you, too. All right. We'll see you.